Welcome to CS Shows a Podcast. I'm your host, Samwise. You guys can keep calling me Sam. And I'm here to present today's Acolyte question. How to stop Templars from treating newer people better than their family? And I'm going to project a little bit and say that I don't think the premise is about treating newer people better than family. I think it's just how do you make them, say, treat family better because it's like, wow, this guy's new, and you're treating them better than me? I thought you would value my loyalty, but, you know, I guess that's what we're addressing, is to the family part more than the newer people part. But why is it that newer people tend to get treated better? Well, with that being said, I love this topic because most of my family is Templars. Like, my dad's an ISTP, my mom's an ENFJ, my brother's an ESTP, and my grandma's an ISTP, and man, she is the most accommodating person you can ever encounter. Like, holy crap. And it's just, it's, it makes so much sense. It really does. It's the, ooh, shiny syndrome. You know, it's like, you're fascinated with this new shiny thing in the distance, you see the glint and you're like, let's go for it. You know, part of that is searching for new loyalty and new experiences and you know, that new person over there, you know, that's nice and shiny. You know, I wonder what they're up to and what, you know, are, are they loyal to me? What can we do together? That's part of that ooh shiny effect as well as, you know, new acceptance, that extrovert feeling is like, you know, how's that guy feeling, you know? and. Also, I think that comes from extrovert feeling, not wanting to really leave people out. So, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, come in, come in. Yeah, I've done that before. But, you know, it's like I think a couple times I've, you know, seen that lonely loser kid at lunch. And I was just like, hey, howdy. <laughs> Back when I was a nice person. But, <laughs> you know, that extrovert feeling kind of trying to do that. Oh, yeah. You know, I want you to tell me good and bad, and I want that appreciation for things, and that's kind of that appeal to the newer people. And speaking of stuff that's, ooh, shiny, consider Ego Hacking by Text. It is a new course coming up by C.S. Joseph. Any form of written media, you know, emails and text messages and posts on the internet, you can take their wording and you can assign that to cognitive attitudes and functions and interaction styles, temperaments, all of that. And you can also learn how to rephrase your wording to a way that'll suit them. It'll make your interactions online and written form so much better because you don't have that weird disconnect. You can just go right for appealing to their cognitive functions and their egos, and it is, oh man, I'm looking forward to it, it is so shiny. But pre-orders will start this week for a huge one-time discount. Get it now. But we're going to divide this up into the temples. we got the Soul Temple, ESTPs and INFJs, and the Mind Temple, ISTPs and ENFJs. Now, the ESTPs and the INFJs are part of the Lust Diet. They are concerned about intimacy and connectedness. Like, my brother, 
He has his wolf pack. You know, they're the wolf pack people. They have their group of guys, and I guess gals for gals, or maybe both. I, but the, the group, yeah, they have the, the wolf pack, and they do things together all the time. Like my brother, he is in a band, he's in a punk band called Superbike, and he is the bassist and uh, the screaming guy. One of them. <laughs> but he has, like, this, like, he literally brings groups to these concerts all the time, and he played a show at, uh, what was it, uh, Startup Wrestling, and I I'm, I'm gonna leave a little video right here, this is the group that he brought, there was like, eight dudes, and they were like the people that really made the show, you know, bantering with the, the heel, or the bad guy in wrestling, and like, you know, cheering on the the good guys and it was just like it was so much fun and I guess technically I'm number nine like I, I was the camera guy uh, that wasn't obvious <laughs> but you know it's just amazing and you know he wants to have like his connectedness with me like we went to the arcade today and we uh, we were enjoying this game called Time Crisis and the you know, other like arcade shooting games and I'm not gonna lie, I haven't been playing as many games just because Time Crisis is so good that it's just like everything pales in comparison, but yeah, that stuff, we do that. Uh, he even wants me to join his band. He was like, dude, you can use that autistic intelligence, you know, because I'm NTP. Um, I actually am diagnosed with Asperger's, but you know, it's probably more likely that I'm an INTP than anything else, but <laughs> uh, that autistic intelligence that I have regardless, he's like, dude, like, you can piece together music. I, I yeah, you just take that brain of yours and do that and stuff like that. And, you know, I never did um, that. But, you know, that kind of stuff. And, you know, he's also like, you know, we want to build a family house. I think that's like our dream. Um, he did, he wanted it at first because his reasoning was he wanted my parents to retire. So, you know, they're... If I was going to have to live in someone's basement, that I would just live in his. And, you know, that was uh, kind of the thoughts and opinions about how I was going in life uh, <laughs> at the time during high school where, you know, super antisocial and all that other stuff. You know, I've matured up a bit, but I'm also kind of like, you know, I like the idea of the family house because, you know, I don't like, you know, losing that connection. And I'm very worried in a lot of ways about, like, the economy, quite frankly. You know, it's nice to have everything grouped together. It's like, you know, imagine if we just didn't pay rent, like, we paid the land tax. You know, we all kind of shared, like, major essential tools and that kind of thing. So that's, you know, that connectedness is really awesome. And I'm, I re I'm really glad I have that with my brother. And, you know, the Mind Temple... Uh, ISTPs and ENFJs that are looking for validation. And, you know, not as much of a positive example as with my brother, but like, you know, it's weird hearing, you know, when growing up my parents arguing and, you know, they're both kind of like, well, you're not listening to me and, you know, that kind of stuff and, you know, kind of being like, um, you don't appreciate the things that I do and it just kind of makes sense where it's like, oh, they're kind of looking for each other to validate each other but you know they're not gonna really let down their side either way so it kind of makes sense I mean my dad was a bit more on the aggressive end my mom would just kind of hide it in her INFP shadow and just kind of you know 
generally kind of be dismissive of a lot of things. And uh, yeah, it, <laughs> uh, if you're a conflict pair, please do not go further. It, it doesn't work out well. <laughs> they got divorced after we graduated high school. <laughs> but both groups of Templars are looking for getting as much out of life as they can, living it to the fullest potential. But the Soul Temple and the Mind Temple need to be in relationships with each other. I'd venture to say all of them do, but like these ones it's like more, more essential. Especially the Soul Temple. That these relationships that they have are built on conflict, which makes a lot of sense. Like, my brother and his best friend, that uh, singer and guitar player in the band, uh, they just casually get in fistfights for fun because they both are like, yeah, boxing is cool, you know, and that's just, like, I, I don't get it. I talk about video games with my INTJ best friend. I don't think we need to do that, but, you know, and it's one thing to just keep appreciating, like, typology and CSJ for is that I understand this now, that that's actually a need for him. And it's like, you do you, man. You do you. And, you know, the kind of the, like, the love that they have is based on showing mercy after said conflicts. And I, I type my brother's best friend as a mind temple philosopher. I could see him as an INSP or ESTJ. I really need to spend more time interacting with him, but he is definitely control-oriented, and I see a lot of TEFI and insured sensing from him. But he, um, he was living with my brother and like two other dudes, um, and I guess without going into details because yeah, this is a pretty mature story, but basically. Uh, there was a hole in my brother's door, and I guess the guys could see when my brother was doing things with his girlfriend, and yeah, it's, um, and I guess my brother found out through just jokes being made, like he overheard them, and you know, my brother, uh, straight wrath, like unconscious side of the mind, maybe even super ego level of the mind, like you know, going and using his wrath and just really ragey and stuff like that and uh, that was a very uh, I don't have to imagine too hard to think of what that was like but you know my my brother's best friend was like you know he was like hey man I'm really sorry about this and you know it's just like they I think it just made their friendship stronger you know it was like my brother was like man you need to tell me these things like it doesn't help to, you know, hide these things. It's like, this is a pretty important thing. You know, it's embarrassing. And I wish he would have just told me straight up. And, you know, let's it help them. And, you know, even my brother uh, and I moving furniture. Like, I dread moving furniture with uh, my family. Uh, well, my STP brother and father. Because, you know, it's like... Effie uh, Trickster, you know... I don't understand things. My brothers are like, dude, get the frickin' door. Frickin' door and all that other stuff. And I'm not holding things right. And it's, I'm clumsy. And yeah, I'm just going to pay for movers. But, you know, and it's like, I guess that helps with our relationship. And I'm like, okay, that feels a bit better. 
on my end. It's not like I'm not an inconvenience. That's good. But yeah, there's issues where it's like you know it's not just about conflict. Like if there's you know no mercy being exchanged, then that just leads others. But if there's too much conflict, you know, like my parents, you know, my mom getting on that cruelty end and probably my dad being on that, you know, melancholy end, you know, both, I assume, had a lot of vices going on with each other. Uh, they just drift apart and just go and find other people that could potentially give them that mercy. So if you want your Templars to treat you better, you know, within your family, you need to play along with the push and pull of conflict and mercy. Uh, if there's too much conflict, of course they're gonna see less conflict. But, you know, too little conflict and it's just kinda like, person, you know. You know, they'll see these new people and go, wow, maybe I'll get something more from that guy, you know, I'll get that conflict and mercy that I'm looking for. But their goal is to feel loved and just, you know, receive that mercy from other people. Familiarity breeds content, that, you know, they're around them for so long they just kind of lose respect for them because it's like, you know, stuff isn't that interesting going on and it's just like, you know, you have something to you. Yeah, I think that's ultimately like, you know, why my brother sometimes like, hey dude, like, give me your best punch and, you know, I don't, great, I don't do good at that and, uh, yeah. But, you know, there isn't a guaranteed way to stop this for the Templars. It's just like, it's something that you're going to have to keep a balance of within your friendships and families. Like, try to actually create interesting conflicts. Not like negative conflicts, just stuff in general that can allow for mercy to come afterwards. And... I think a good example of that could even just be playing some games, like, I like playing Uno with my family. We go at each other's throats, and, um, <laughs> it, it's a good time, and, you know, I'm a card shark. Uh, I've always been pretty good with my strategies. I think I'm the only one that really tries to, though, in my family, but, regardless, uh, yeah, it can be fun. But, you know... Conflict can be too difficult for a lot of people. I don't think I can go and do fist fights with my brother, uh, but I'm sure we'll have our good mix of things. I, I, I'd like to do business with him at some point, so I'm sure there will be conflict from that. But you know, a lot of people can't maintain and juggle and handle that, you know, conflict, balancing out stuff, so they're likely just going to receive Templar conflict anyway, and if you want a Templar in your life, that's kind of the cost but I hope that helps with your understanding and maybe you get some creative ideas for things that you can do to help out your conflicting Templars uh, some other ideas that I have um, for my dad you know I, I want him to try to get some of that teaching going on and I it is very stressful on my end um, because it's like, if I don't get something, he kind of gets, like, a little, like, S-E, ragey. Like, 
and he even kind of like does a lot of that self-deprecating where it's like forget it and I'm just like I'm, I'm really trying but you know I'm gonna try and sign myself up to you know keep trying to learn from my dad because you know that's probably the best thing I can do for him and um, you know my mom uh, see if I can help her with her thinking um, you know she gets really excited when she like you know builds a shelf by herself and stuff like that things that I can do to help my family but I think that's really important thing for me to do but yeah if you like the podcast go ahead subscribe keep an eye out for more and I'll answer more acolyte questions another time take care